Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Good evening, Victoria, and thank you for joining me here on this episode 64 of the Fifth Estate podcast for this uh, Thursday... Uh, which is the National Day of Mourning for the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Um, Getting right into it today. I want to talk about Dan Andrews creating a a fascistic state in Victoria. And by that, I'm talking about that there's an immense um, public-private uh, relationship or the way that things are done uh, that essentially you can't do anything in this state without some sort of government-imposed control. Now, namely, what's setting me on the soapbox about this one is that there's a proposal to change the uh, regulations relating to our access to uh, public lands Uh, I think that's going to be effective March next year, so hopefully we can boot him out in November so we can change those regulations. Um, Essentially, it decides that you can't swim in a uh, river that's not a designated swimming area without a permit. Uh, If you do, you're going to cop a fine. Uh, You're going to cop a fine if you happen to fill your chainsaw, if you're collecting firewood in designated areas and you fill your chainsaw up on the grass or put oil in it as opposed to a uh, hard stand. So... Uh, that would be a bit of concrete or your ute or your trailer if you've got one uh, for that. So that's liable for a fine. Uh, if you go walking through the, the bush and you're off the track, then that's a fine there. And it's just it's just creating something that the government has to control everything that we do. And, you know, think about it. Think about it. from the time you get up in the morning the time you go to bed, how much government control that there is. Okay, so regular day for me, get up, have brekkie. Yeah, you know, I understand that there's food safety standards and all that sort of stuff there. Um, there's electricity. Uh, how much control over that? Well, that's that's a good question because uh, most homes have smart, smart meters now. So uh, how much control do we have with those smart meters now? not going conspiracy land about that one, though if you compare that to uh, things that have happened in Europe and I think California and all that sort of stuff with smart meters and smart thermostats and all that sort of stuff, is that they've decided, no, you can't use or you're using too much power, bang. Your thermostat's set too high, so we'll change your thermostat down to a lower level and you can't change it back again. Uh, So there's that. Jump in my car. So jump in the car. I need a driver's license and I need to renew that driver's license every year. So do we really need to do that? I mean, why? I, I, I passed the test when I was 18, okay? So why do I need to continue paying a fee to drive a car? Um, you know, that's just for the ability to drive a car. It doesn't make buying the car cheaper. It doesn't make anything like that different. But I still have to pay, you know, give my details to the government so the government knows that, hey, yes, that's all right. I'm up to date with my fees for driving a motor vehicle. Jump in the motor vehicle, jump on the road. Um, drive on the road because I'm jump. i in the car, I'm not jumping. So anyway, speed limits. 
50 k's in the neighbourhood, uh, 70 k's down a main road, then it gets 80 k's uh, when it's on the bypass and then, you know, back down to 70, uh, up to 80 and then turn a corner and it's down to 60. So, uh, you know, there's government control there. So I park the car, do what I've got to do, have lunch on my way back home. Let's say I want to listen to the radio. Yes, I can't touch the, I can't plug, I'm listening to a podcast. Oh, I forgot to plug my phone in before I left. If I want to plug my phone into my car, as I do, because I don't really like using Bluetooth, I have to pull over on the side of the road, put the vehicle in park so I'm not driving it, and then pick the phone up, plug the phone in and drive. So there's laws relating to that. Um, I can't touch my phone while I'm driving, otherwise I'm driving distracted. Yet having a cigarette, talking to the people in the back seat, hey, there's no problem with that one. Um, got traffic control devices being speed humps and uh, speed signs and traffic lights, all that sort of stuff. So there's that. I mean, you look at how much government control that there is in your life. Um, you know, particular activities that I like to partake in. I have to be licensed for that. Um, to drive a forklift, I have to have a permit for that one. Uh, what else is there? There's just so many bits of the government saying, no, you need this, you need to have that. And it's all just like it is, it is, you know, it is a fascistic society because you, you are no longer the free individual to, do, to decide that, hey, yeah, I want to go and do that or, you know what, I want to do this. No, you need a licence for it. Um, understanding some bits. Okay, look, um, another perfect example, scuba diving. Uh, yes, I understand that there's a requirement to do courses for that one and I don't, you know, don't object to that and same as driving. I don't object to having people, you know, going through um, tests to drive and all that but I've got my open water and advanced open water. I paid for those courses once. I don't have to pay a continuing fee to, um, who am I with, Paddy, um, put another dollar in. I don't have to pay continual fees to remain certified to dive, to scuba dive. I can, you know, even though that's what, nearly 30 years old now, uh, I don't have to go in and, you know, pay another fee or pay fees every year. I can still go into a dive shop, use that and say, yep, here we go um, for that. So, you know, why is it for driving? Why is it for my fork, like forklift? I've got to change, I've got to pay a fee every five years now. Um, way back when I originally got my forklift ticket or permit or whatever they want to call it, it was a lifetime one. So you got it once and then that was it. You did the course, you paid the fee and then that was it. Then the government's decided that, hey, we can make money out of this, so let's make it a five-year one. So, you know what, you've got to do it every five years. If you lapse, if you forget to renew it, then you have to sit another course and go through all the bullshit again. So, uh, you know, that's the thing. Understand the training requirement to operate them safely, and I'm not saying anything about that. My bit is the ongoing licensing requirements. Uh, for it so and then you know uh, where are we when we had the woo flu um, up until oh it's probably up until yesterday I had to have if I was catching public transport I have to have a face diaper on um, 
you know, a, a, something covering my face to stop transmission or risk any of that. So that was something that I couldn't take my own risks and decide, you know what, I think I'm a, a fairly fit and healthy um, individual there. My chances of uh, succumbing to it or catching it, I believe, are very low. I will take the risk. Whereas the risk imposed by breathing in my own carbon dioxide and, and whatever else, and let's just not pretend for a minute that, that all these studies are legitimate studies that have said, oh, you know, there's no difference between wearing a face mask and, and just breathing normally. Well, if there's no difference, why do we have to wear one uh, for that? So, And then also going back to uh, the height of the woo flu, uh, with your supermarket um, chains, so going like to Coles or uh, Woolies or, or something, those places there was one door in and one door out because the government said so uh, for that. And, you know, there was, what was it? You had to pay cash. Uh, you, sorry, you couldn't pay cash. You had to pay with card. Uh, had to do a pay wave. You couldn't touch, you know, the FPOS machines or anything like that. Um, and it's for what? just because the government decided that this is it and you know what you know we we didn't have a choice so is if that's not the idea of of the epitome of fascism i really don't know what is uh so yes so this is the thing is that i have a feeling that unless there's a change in government uh in november uh that these things are going to continue for the next four years so it will be something is that uh, hopefully we don't forget because we've all been allowed to be diaper-free uh, going to the grand final and, and science says that that's safe and everything like that. So uh, I think people hope people remember it and people remember that it was a bureaucrat that decided whether you were an essential employee or not. They were the ones that decided whether you can go to work or can't go to work. They were the ones that decided who you can and cannot see uh Oh, you know, who you can and cannot invite into your home uh, and, you know, and then they were sending the enforcement arm of the state to, you know, to ensure that you were complying with those laws and they were even sending authorised officers out uh, to ensure that you complied with their laws and it, it's the thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it needs to change. We need to wake up and realise that if we vote any of, of the major parties in is that this shit will continue. Uh, they're not going to change it. I haven't heard Matthew Guy come out and say he will repeal the provisions. Uh, he may have said it, but, you know, he's may have said it once or he won't use it or whatever it is, but they need to repeal the whole Public Health and Wellbeing Act, uh, you know, for that. And it's the thing, if you're putting your trust in the minor parties, just be very, very careful about who you're going to vote for. Uh, in particular, for this one, I th- it's, it, the Liberal Democrats. So, so for the federal election, there was a big thing about Liberal Democrats are libertarian and there's so many people on social media that turn around and say that, oh, you know, they're libertarians uh, for their views and, and everything like that. Well, as I've said before, uh, there are some who would say that, you know, they're libertarian. I actually think that they're more socialist with their views. Uh, with regarding to stuff now, there's there's the common view that a libertarian is just an anarchist in a suit. Uh, so if that is true and they are libertarians, then why did they vote to support the passing of 
you'll have to bear with me for a minute. I'm gonna, I want to get the name right on this document, on this bill. Uh, the bill is the Monitoring of Places of Detention by the United Nations Subcommittee on Prevention of Torture, and in brackets, OPCAT. So they voted to support it. Now, a genuine libertarian would not vote for any bill that centralises power in any authority, non-governmental or governmental, and and least of all, not the corrupt United Nations. Uh, and yet, here we are, Tim Quilty and David Limbrick voted to support this bill. So, yeah, it's, you know, oh, because it says, you know, it's against torture, and it goes in, if you have a look at it, it allows the, um, oh, this has got a huge long name, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Very. Uh, okay. To facilitate. Okay. This is a bill for an act to facilitate visitors to places of detention and access to information by the United Nations Subcommittee on the Prevention of Torture and Other Cruel, Inhumane, or Degrading Treatment or Punishment, in accordance with the Subcommittee's mandate under the Optional Protocol to the Convention Against Torture and Other Cruel, Inhumane or Degrading Treatment or Punishment and for Other Purposes. So, a bit of a mouthful there, but if you go down and have a look, hey, yes, it gets a place of, in the definitions, a place of detention, blah, 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 any place other than a private residence at which a person is detained under the following, a public health order made under the Public Health and Wellbeing Act a pandemic order made under the Public Health and Wellbeing Act, a direction given in the exercise of a pandemic management power under Public Health and Wellbeing Act, emergency powers within the meaning of the Public Health and Wellbeing Act. Now, let's remember a pandemic order under the Public Health and Wellbeing Act. So they're voting, they've allowed legislation to pass Parliament that will give the United Nations, the authority to come in and inspect something when the relevant minister decides to lock us all up again. And, you know, it's... This is just... It, it baffles my mind. Um, there's there's so much that I could rant about, but if, if I did, um, yeah. I mean, why? Why are these people... Why are these two people and why is the party still classed as libertarian. And even going one step further, uh, David Limbrick tabled a petition in Parliament where he called on the Parliament to pass a law to keep a particular criminal who is uh, serving time in prison to keep him in, in prison for the rest of his natural life. Now, I do understand that uh, David Limbrick has um, personal skin in the game, so to speak, uh, that the the crimes committed by this person did in, impact him personally, uh, though it's the thing is that should or would or or you know what why is a libertarian encouraging people to um, put their name to something that will keep an individual incarcerated for the rest of their life, um, you know. And it's the thing is that, you know, yes, I do understand the reasons why and everything like that. My, my concern is, is that he is allowing his uh, personal involvement in something to get away, uh, get 
in front of or to um, push aside his alleged principles. So, you know, this is the thing is that, you know, it, it's, it is very, very concerning that um, the, the lead person of the party who is viewed as the most libertarian and he's gone around talking about in, at human rights things and, and all that sort of stuff. And yet he's pushing a petition for that. Now, it's the thing is that if you're a libertarian, your libertarian views and everything like that have to, your principles have to apply to everyone equally regardless of what they've done. You can't just turn around and say, oh, no, no, I'm going to ignore my principles because I don't like that person or that person did something. That's not how it works. And and if we go down that path, we're back to where we are right now. Uh, you know, you know, Supreme Leader Andrews did what he did because he wanted to, quote unquote, keep people safe. Um, so, you know what, where's, it's the thing, what the answer is, I don't know. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it, it's one of those big, big, tricky areas that uh, life will get messy if you do follow the libertarian or uh, free market anarchist uh, point of view, though, as I said, for, for these, this party to claim that they are libertarian uh, is very concerning. Now, uh, even going and having a look at their, their website now, there's nothing on there about... Um, about Victoria, about Victoria, about um, the enforcement arm of the state and their, uh, you know, overreaching powers. There's no mention on um, no mention on you know um, private. Firearm and ownership. Having a look at their campaign. Okay. Uh, just list the candidates. Uh, doesn't list. Doesn't list any major policies here, policy areas. Uh, candidates and that's about it. Just shows the candidates. Now... There's no major campaigns. There's nothing. So what what are they for? Um, so reading the blurb says, Victorian election 2022, the government is not on your side. If you've found your way to the Liberal Democrats page, you're probably already somewhat aware of this fact. As, Austra oh, as Australia's only libertarian party, we are leading the fight against everything that is wrong with the government of Victoria, whether it be over-regulation in every area of our lives, hyperbolic crises where the solution is civilian subservience and government expansion, rampant public spending driving up inflation and cost of living. If the government is doing something wrong, our MPs are speaking against it. As you can imagine, this is quite a task. The government does wrong far more often than it does right. This November, help us return, help us to return... Tim Quilty and David Limbrick to Parliament 
and help us add to their voices from our cast of fantastic candidates. The next time the government does something grotesque and against the interests of Victorians, we want to hear a chorus of dissenting MPs pushing back and fighting for the principles of individual liberty. Liberal Democrats, getting elected to get out of your way. Now, they've come and said they're a libertarian party, and yet you have a look at it. Their policies, what are their policies? Why are their policies relating to the state? Oh, but hey, it's a freedom manifesto. Well, that hasn't been updated because that was relevant for um, uh, the federal election, not really relevant for a state election. So, yeah, it's a thing. They are not libertarian and so I think it's time that we started uh, waking up and pushing back and actually calling them out on it that they're not libertarian. There's nothing about um, uh, you know removing um, yes he did make a comment about uh, he was what was it, a 3AW or something like that talking about speed limits uh, but there's nothing. there's nothing there. Why should I vote for him? What are their policies? What do they want to do? What do they want to do about education? What do they want to do about saving our children? What do they want to do about anything like that? Oh, but we're libertarian. Well, hey, I think get rid of disband the Department of Education would be a great one to start off with, but there's no mention of that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a thing. I, I think we, we need to uh, stop... Um, Stop considering that these people are libertarians and even even just call them out on it that they're not. Um, have a look at, at their, their positions on things. Um, you know, yeah, so anyway, that's about it on that one. I might have a bit more of a rant later on uh, as it gets closer to the date and their um, propaganda starts ramping up a bit. So we'll see what happens with that one. Now, um, something I did want to talk about too is the allegations coming about um, the Hawthorne Football Club and their treatment of uh, players. Now, n- admittedly, I haven't followed football in years. Um, I used to follow it when I was living in Victoria, moved to Sydney. Oh, yeah. It, um, you know, was a little bit, then sort of lost interest in it. Moved to Queensland. There wasn't very little Aussie rules up there. Um or, you know, and then, you know, got older and was no longer interested in it. Moved back here, still not interested in it. Uh, but, you know, you, you can't get away from this this rubbish about um, Hawthorne. Now, understanding that it's just comments about something at the moment, uh, if the allegations against the club are found to be genuine, that I think that the AFL needs to take drastic action against the club and whether that involves uh, booting them out of the league, breaking up the club, um, whatever they can, or you know, suspending their license for twelve months, or, or whatever, uh, the club needs to do it. Now, this is, um, you know, all the allegations compile, you know, com- one by one, are you know, fairly, I think, should be terminal for the club um, on an individual scenario, though to have all three of them or, or, or all of the allegations, and in particular I'm going to talk about the ones where uh, the club is alleged to have told a player to 
leave their partner and then have the um, life of their unborn child terminated. Now, if if I think if that one alone, that that last one alone is found to have been substantiated, then the person who said that should never be anywhere near the game again. And from that one, and then even the club should take responsibility and yep, lose the ability to play for twelve months. Actually, I'd love to. I'd love to see it for, for you know never again. And those in power, so starting at that individual all the way up to the top of the food chain, they should be excluded from playing, you know, having anything to do with the AFL for the, for, for what? I, I think forever um, because for an individual to say that, um, on a, to tell a player to do that, that is just despicable and then it has to come from leadership because – this individual thought that they were safe to say that. So there's that's a problem with the leadership in the club. So it, it has to go all the way from the president of the club all the way down to this individual uh, because, what is it, the, the fish rots from the head. Uh, so it, it's the thing is that, yeah, if there wasn't – if there was a culture in the club where it – these sorts of things would have been frowned upon or um, wouldn't be said, wouldn't be accepted, then there's no way known that he would have said it in the first place. Whereas something's happening in that club where he feels that he is able to say that and say that knowing that he won't face any consequences for it. So this is the thing. I mean, um, yeah, to, to, to do that, um, it's just... It's yeah, it's it's beyond despicable as far as I'm concerned, and uh, yeah, the the whole club needs to face serious consequences uh, from it. Though that being said, the AFL will do nothing. Um, it'll do their little token investigations and token this and token that, and maybe someone might be suspended for a period of time or, or get demoted or whatever it is. But then nothing will happen because it's all about money for the for that organisation. Uh, for that, so yeah, and and then it comes back to the the next question that I want to ask, and um, this is the the big thing that a lot of um what you would call conservative uh, podcasters are going on about overseas, um, and it's starting to gain traction out here is that you've got to put your money where your morals are. Uh, so why would you want to go and support a game that? Has that is tolerant of, of this behavior? Why would you want to be a member of a club that is tolerant of this behavior? Now, you know, that's the thing. Hey, you know what? They're, you know, there could be just something that was misheard or whatever it is, though it's the thing. What are they doing to say that, hey, no, let's just give it time to, to do whatever? Well, no. And I mean, that's even aside about the AFL going woke and everything like that. So, why? Why are we putting our money to these things? Why are we investing our time and money in these things? Why are we allowing this crap to continue? And it's the thing. You know, yes, it's no loss to me because I don't watch football and a couple of days there's a grand final and I probably won't even watch that, to tell you the truth. I don't even know who's playing. Um, So, yeah, it's it's the thing. (sighs) We're... 
We've got to stop supporting these organisations and the only way to do that and to get them to change is if we start withdrawing our funds from it. We stop giving them money. So that's our membership fees, our buying licensed um, sporting gear and all that sort of stuff. So this is what needs to be done. We need to do it. Um, but yeah, so anyway, um, that's probably all I'll say on that one because as I said, I have no idea who the... Um, uh, who's playing so i probably won't even mention anything more about it so anyway um just want to end this podcast on a bit of a personal request here um by anyone listening um, especially those in victoria can you please take the time and go and join the australian federation party uh you can find that at australianfederationparty.com.au forward slash membership go and become a member uh if you're not a member of a political uh party if you are then um to join this one, uh, the Ausfed, uh, you do need to resign from the current party that you're a member of. Uh, so yes, as I said, um, we're, you know we're trying to in the uh, final stages of rounding up numbers uh, for people to get uh, for the VEC to give the party registration. Uh, I do think that this is uh, from the parties that I've seen. Uh, this is the uh, probably one of the better ones to join. Uh, for that one so yeah as i said do me a favor go and join up um australianfederationparty.com.au and i will include a link in the show notes so as i said uh that's about it for this one uh i am going to do another one tomorrow night uh being what's that the public holiday for the grand final eve uh so yes um so We'll see if I have a bit of a rant on that one. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.